Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SoCast. The first, the best, and the only X-Files podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I will be the believer with you this evening, and with me as always is nobody because they are a skeptic and a fool for never giving the X-Files a shot. Alright, yesterday was the second episode of the X-Files Season 11, and I was pleasantly surprised at what we got because what we always know is that the premiere and finale always tend to be the mythology episodes, and that's fine and dandy, and I still believe that's the case here, but they did connect it a little bit with what's going on in this episode, which I'm really grateful for. Not so much the William story or anything like that, but more along the lines of the syndicate and what they are and what they represent. So this episode, entitled this, has to do a little bit with the concept of uploading your consciousness. Specifically, in the very beginning of the movie, you got Mulder and Scully just hanging out at Mulder's apartment, and they're sleeping, and they are awoken by a phone message, a phone video message from Langley, from the Lone Gunman group. I was never really a huge fan of the Lone Gunman. I know they made a spin-off from the X-Files to focus on them and that didn't really do so great. Those characters died years ago in one of the episodes of the show. And that's part of the reason why this episode is interesting. Langley shows up on Mulder's phone as a kind of an encrypted video message that said that's asking Mulder if he's dead. And if he's dead, then they know that he knows. As cryptic and mysterious as that is, Mulder and Scully aren't able to figure out much of anything else because you got a, a group of assassins that show up at their house trying to kill him. So a gunfire ensues and they have to defend them. Themselves. They ultimately get caught by these guys and are about to kill them when uh, when they escape. What's interesting about this scene is that there's a lot of action, a lot of quick edit shots here and there that, well, aren't super great edited in. They are still really interesting. And to see these two epic characters on TV do these stunts, or th I'm sure they're not actually doing the stunts, but it feels like they are and it feels like they're really back into action in this episode way more so than the last episode so that was cool um they escape and no longer have their phone so they can't know anything about the langley thing uh these people turn out to be a secret organization that is this american group that is in russia that kind of acts as an intelligence agency that is better, or not so much better, has more power, I should say, than the FBI because they're in collusion with the White House. So that was interesting. They escape, uh, and then they go to Skinner for help, and they said that they need something from him, the X-Files. But before that, they wanted some clues, and they went to uh, the cemetery where Langley and the rest of the lone gunmen were buried. And the dates on their tombs had something to do with presidential assassinations, like the 31st, the 34th, and the 35th president, I do believe. And that means it skipped over the 33rd, and they did something weird with numerology and doing some national treasure, you know, clue digging. And it has them scouring the graveyard as 
kind of like a treasure map, and they run into Deep Throat's tomb, or grave. Not entirely sure how they know it's his grave, since it doesn't say Deep Throat, it says his actual name. But I guess I understand that Mulder said he watched him get buried, and he was far away with binoculars and everything, but how can you remember an exact pinpoint location of a grave in a cemetery that looks like that? They all look the same, so whatever. We're just supposed to accept it, and whatever. On it, they find a chip that has a video of a building that was actually an NSA headquarters building that was exposed from Edward Snowden, and Mulder, of course, says he knew about it long ago, because of X-Files reasons, and they need to get into it. But first, they need to go into the actual X-Files to see his notes and everything on this building. So that's why they went to Skinner to see the X-Files. Apparently, the X-Files are now digitized, and they're all online and everything, and pretty much every agency has access to these X-Files, including that American group off in Moscow. Well, turns out everything they had on that building with the NSA is completely deleted, and so is all the files on the Lone Gunman for some odd reason. However, Mulder knows the X-Files a little bit deeper than most people would, so he knows how to find little clues here and there that would be left for him. And he eventually finds a random note left by him, left by Langley for him, that said, if I was scrubbed, which he was, go find this woman. Okay, so off they go to find this woman. And this woman turns out to have worked with Langley on trying to upload your consciousness onto a brain, kind of like that Johnny Depp movie transcendence or whatever it was called it's it's a lot like that but what happened and they when they get her information on how to actually contact Langley again she's gunned down by another assassin which they gunned down and off they go to figure out how to contact Langley again and they do it's in a restaurant and Langley's like you know this place is like heaven and that's why I figured out it was fake everything is fake everything feels dull nobody really likes it here they don't feel like themselves and you need to stop this server because it is not natural and this is not how we want to live. So you have to shut down the servers wherever they are. And that's when they find out that those servers have to be in this building, this building that housed the NSA. So off they go to the building and they basically pull a stormtrooper holding Chewbacca routine where Scully has kidnapped Mulder and she says this line she's like I can't release him because you don't know how crazy is he is he's like Hannibal Lecter the funny thing about that is because she was in the Hannibal series so I'm sure that was a nice little shout out there so they head upstairs and are separated by more of those Russian agents those Russian American agents that are out to kill them but now they're gonna try to instead of trying to kill them they're gonna try to put them on their side because hey this is a good thing Thing, you know, we have always evolved. We have always figured out a way to live longer and to make everything make more sense. So what we have here is a system where you can never die. Your consciousness in your body will die, of course. There's no get going around that. But your consciousness that's been uploaded will start immediately after your death. So it's going to feel, at least to the computerized version, like you're living forever. And this is told by the woman last seen in the syndicate who was working with that old man that wasn't the cigarette smoking man just the syndicate man that was also smoking so Mulder has this idea to kind of play her too so he's like oh okay I see this is not a bad thing after all I might actually enjoy this so he kind of plays around he's like 
can I see the room where everything is? Can, can I take a look? And she's like, well, why? In this world, all you're going to see is colors and wires and just computer bits. It's not going to really do anything. And he's like, well, it's going to be the closest I've ever been to death or heaven or whatever. What he should have said is the closest I've been to my sister who died. Um, she ultimately agrees to that because apparently they're dumb and never have watched the X-Files. And he is escorted to that room and and when he sees that Scully's around the corner, he fights off the person escorting him so he and Scully can be alone to disable the, the computer. Well, he ends up fighting the guy some more, which is just fine and dandy, but whatever. While he's doing that, Scully is shutting down the computer and turning off everything. And then they decide to call in the feds and get everybody arrested and everything. But when the feds show up, it turns out these American Russian people have evacuated the building and took the servers with them, which means I'm guessing we're not going to see the end of that. But I'm, I'm confused here. Did they leave the building and then come back? Because why would you do that? I think in most instances, uh, federal agencies and whatever you want to call them would not leave the building. They would stay there and make sure that everything is accounted for. So in that regards, I think they kind of did the wrong thing, if you will. Um, and after that, they kind of go home because there's nothing else else to do um, and then they are once again contacted by Langley who's like am I dead once again they know I know so delete the servers uh, the not the servers the backup servers this time because it didn't work um, and then he is attacked by the assassin they last killed in, in that classroom with the woman and that's basically how it ends I did like this episode because this wasn't really a freak of the week monster of the week episode it was more along the lines of something more grounded, something more natural, something more computer-generated, which isn't so far-fetched as, say, a Monster of the Week episode would be. And not only that, it was connected to the mythology episode introduced in the first episode, so they were connected. Usually with these Monster of the Week, they're episodic, and they don't really connect to one another. This one did, and I feel like that was really helpful um, to me as a fan of the X-Files, because it feels more like an important episode, even if it isn't quite super uh, important. Important. It is nice that they included that. So let's take a look at how I would rate this episode. As with most TV shows, I go through 10 basic categories, and those are if it has serious significance, how the good guys were, how the bad guys were, what the threat was, and if it was any good, the concept or story, cinematography, that's basically how they move around the cameras and everything, the visuals specifically, um, if it's got good or memorable dialogue, if it's attention-grabbing, and if it has a surprising moment. These are things that I ask of every TV show episode that I look at. And this one uh, was pretty good. There was, uh, like I said, there was series significance. It was connected to the last episode and as the series as a whole because you're getting more about the syndicate, which apparently is connected to the American Moscow Russian agency, uh, which is very interesting. I just, it's, it's more pieces to the puzzle. I hope by the end of the uh, season that we get more and more of the syndicate and answer more of those questions. Um, it has, obviously, Mulder and Scully, good guys, but also they did really well in this episode. I, I feel like this felt more like Mulder and Scully than the first episode did. They felt more young. They felt more active. They felt more like their old selves. So definitely scored there. The bad guys are mysterious and obviously threatening. So uh, bad guys definitely get 
full points. The threat was also uh, Mulder and Scully kind of running for their lives because people are after them to try to kill them. But it is also the threat of the unknown, of what's going on with this digitizing thing because they are saying that they can digitize anybody if they pick up the phone, if they dial a friend, and just a few things that they say can be uploaded as part of their life. It's completely bogus and everything, but it is nice the way they did it. Um, the concept of the story, the uploading your information to the super web, the heaven as you would probably call it, that is an interesting thing. The the way that they're introducing this season with technology that wasn't seen in the original series is definitely welcomed because I like keeping things modern, especially with the X-Files. So points there. Dialogue, there was definitely some more uh, things said in this one that were memorable. There wasn't so much narration this time, but good quotes. Good things that you remember, like, am I dead? If I, meet, if I am, that means they know I know, which was just an interesting way to say what he was trying to say and it was mysterious and it did make sense by the end. They knew he was dead so they're coming after him because he's not supposed to know. Um, but also just some lines from Mulder like, who needs Google when you've got a Scully and the White House, or the FBI isn't doing so great with the White House and, um, and there's just lines here and there that I thought were pretty smart. Another thing that I thought was interesting, completely off topic, topic but Mulder's like I now know Deep Throat's name. And somewhere between the ninth and the 10th season of The X-Files, the real Deep Throat's identity was revealed as Mark Felt, as I just figured that out after watching the Mark Felt movie. So I, f I found that interesting. In both cases, nobody knew who Deep Throat's real identity was, and now they do. So that was just interesting. It's not the same guy. It's it's, it's just based on him. Anyways. Um, attention grabbing? Yes, obviously with the bang, start off with a bang thing with the gunfire and people trying to kill Mulder and Scully, but also with what's going on with Langley, which was a show favorite for a lot of people. Um, and ultimately what's going on and Skinner's involvement is a lot more this season than it was last. Overall, this season might be better, even though I will say the first season had a good, good, good premiere. I really liked the premiere of that one. All right, so about the surprising moment, the last episode's surprising moment was really Cigarette Smoking Man revealing he's the father of their child, even true or not, that's what he says, which was a surprising moment. This surprising moment has more to do with the fact that it's not a Monster of the Week episode, and they did connect it with the first episode, which never happens. Uh, so to me, I did consider this to have a surprising moment. Everything else was not there. So basically, there's nothing that stuck out with cinematography or visuals, um, and that's basically the only things that weren't in the episode. Um, but then again, it's not a big station. There's never really a lot of great visuals there. Sometimes there is, but for the most part, there's not. What you can mostly hope for is somebody that knows what they're doing with a camera and can make it a lot different than any other thing that you're watching on TV. But that's not the case here. It's all really typical when it comes down to the camera work and the visuals. Uh, the best thing you could say is computerized stuff was okay, like the, like the vision of Langley on the phone and the video of the building which looked old like it should, but that's just technical stuff and it's nothing that really stands out. 
um, for anything. But that was the episode of The X-Files Season 11 called This. I was pleasantly surprised. I don't usually love episodes that are in the middle of a season. They are usually a lot of fun and not much more, not really super memorable, just fun. And I think this one was pretty solid, and I think it's one that I will remember pretty well. Um, so definitely a decent episode. I'm looking forward to episode 3 as usual. I don't want it to end, but it is what it is. I don't know how many episodes there is this season, but I, I think it's like five or six, so there's not very many. So come back next week. We'll talk about the third episode, and then, uh, as always, subscribe to my podcast, comment on it, tell us what we do right and what we do wrong, and uh, if you have any questions, I'll answer them on the next episode. Until then, peace out, and uh, have a good Thursday.